and welcome to the 70th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the elevator to my escalator, Brandon Gross. You go beep beep, I go vroom vroom. I don't know. I don't know what noise an escalator makes. To be honest, we've said that for years, Brandon. We've said I go beep beep, yes. you go boom boom, or vroom vroom Classic. for years. That's what you know when you're teaching the kids sounds. You know, cow uh-huh. goes moo, cat goes meow, escalator goes. What did I say? Vroom vroom. I think you said vroom. I think you made a car noise. It's that's an escalator no, sound. No, cars honk honk. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. I, I, I love when I get my car really up to like 100, 110 miles an hour, and it goes honk, honk. honk. Yes. Well, the, you got to get your steering wheel. You got to get the, the beeper fixed. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We got to get it all situated in a line. Brandon, how are you doing, my friend? What's going on? Hey, not too bad. I'm back at softball. We got our first preseason game on mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh, we won. We're definitely going to get bumped up to a higher division. We're good. I, I have to come to terms that I'm I'm the 0.0 war player. I'm, okay. You know what I mean? Like... People above me, I'm the average player. Yes, you know I don't think I'm average Joe. I don't think I'm negative war, but I think I'm Mm -hmm. I think I'm the zero point zero when people, you know, you're one you're one level above me if you have a one point oh war. Yeah, I'm doing good though. Aside from that, I went on a whole tangent about my skills, but uh, (laughs) you're the replacement level softball player. There's value. I'm replacement level. That was the the phrase I was looking for. But yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, Had some festivities. This weekend we got Labor Day coming up. Oh, We're hyped. We got Labor Day. We yeah, love Labor I, Day. Thank you, unions. Thank you, unions. Yeah, shout out the unions. We've always said that. If you are wondering why this episode is coming out two days earlier, and also there wasn't an episode last week, it's because my final softball game of the season yes. was last week. And Brandon, when I tell you this was one of the more insane moments, not that I've had at a softball field, but in New York City as a whole. That is not an exaggeration. Now tell me, was this a championship? Was this like, uh, uh-uh, no stakes. This no is the, stakes. There, so there's no, no there's stakes. no playoffs in your thing. It's just you guys play and that's it. There should, if there are, I haven't heard about them, and, and I'm one of the probably the most plugged in of the softball team okay. players. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of context. We play in uh, the Chinatown area of Manhattan. Um, there's a there's a, a a little you know disheveled field. I'm not going to dox where we play softball, but there's a place. But there's a train. There's a train that goes up. I posted the picture on our Twitter account. That's right. I've already doxed myself. Um, and I probably said the name on a whatever episode. There's a train that's in Chinatown. There's the baseball field. You figure it yes. out, serial killers. Yeah. Okay. You'll find me there. Um, and we're playing. I'm not going to say the team name because of the behavior of some of the individual players on okay, that team. I don't wow. think represent the group as a whole. Yeah. We're playing them. They have been bad for the first half of the season and have brought on one college baseball player. And a guy that was wearing batting gloves with Brandon, as we remember playing softball together, batting gloves. Whoa. When we saw people wearing batting gloves, we would say out loud, back up, batting gloves. (laughs) Yeah, we would openly mock them for wearing batting gloves to a softball, co-ed softball game. Um, And these guys were drilling the ball, and they were kind of kicking our ass. Um, We, for the last two or three games... We've had a lot of paternity leave. We've had a lot of injuries. So we've been down to the bare minimum, just like going around the office, knocking on doors, being like, hey, do you have sneakers in office? Can you come like stand in left field for us? We're able to scratch together nine people by like the second inning. So the first inning we borrowed a left fielder. Every inning after that, we had our own. Um, we're getting pummeled. These are they, they are all heart skill left a little bit to be desired. It's about the fourth or fifth inning. I noticed a small child has not only it's not like a 12 to 13 year old walked onto the field and into the opposing team's dugout and hands on the fence starts verbally harassing people that are that are playing saying stuff at first is pretty innocent like you suck what the it's hell is that first. it's yeah it's cute then he starts getting a little offensive oh. uh, and starting to rile up the opposing team mind you again he is which is your team. No, 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 no. We're in we're in the opposite dugout. This kid has entered our opposing team's dugout. I understand. Gotcha. Yes. He says um, to a player, I'm not going to say on which team, but he says uh, to a woman as she's running to first base, hey, maybe you'd have some better luck playing if you hit a treadmill. Starts oh, to really, no. Starts to really get mean. And at that point, the opposing team has this child in their dugout. They're like, hey, kid, you got to fuck off. Wait, none of their chi- not a child... Of their own. No, 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 no. This is a kid that was just walking around the streets. A street of child. Yes, a street child that just kind of jumped off his scooter and wandered into the dugout and started verbally harassing adults. Really? Uh, yes. This kid then 
Um, one of the adults is like, hey, bud, maybe you shouldn't go here. Puts his hand on the kid's shoulder. The kid puts his fists up like, fuck you. Let's fight. Immediately escalates. <laughs> yeah. They're in the field. We're in. The, we're up to bat. So we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I walk over there. I'm like, hey, is everything good? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it under control. No big deal. Within five or ten minutes, they're able to kind of push the kid out um, and, and push him through a, a whole little thing. Get him out to the fence. Now he's hands up against the, the infield fence, not in the dugout any longer. And he allegedly now I work in the legal I work in the, with the legal system, the criminal legal system. So I know the how strong the word alleged mm-hmm. is. And I did not see the act or hear the words thrown out. Gotcha. But allegedly this kid calls a man the K word three times in a row. The Jewish slur. Oh, no. uh, and spits on three women. And that's oh, when shit no. really hit the fan. Batting gloves guy comes out of the dugout. Shoves the kid on the ground, starts hitting him in the face. What? Backhand smacking the kid in the face. The other guy who was called the K word, which I didn't know at the time, was like, like, really like, I'm going to punch this kid in the face. Fuck this kid so hard. I storm over and I'm like immediately intervening. What are we doing? We're adults. Stop hitting a child. The game's over. We're done playing. They, they like their whole dugout is heated. They got women that are understandably upset. They got spit on. We got one guy whose head's about to blow because he because he just got called a slur. We got another guy who's towering over a child, like physically intimidating a kid on the ground, smacking him. Um, and and it's just like the most insane New York City bullshit I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, eventually. Uh, after enough verbal uh, coercion on my part and a couple of my teammates' parts, they, they start to leave the kid alone and back off a little bit. The kid gets up. One of the older gentlemen on the team starts to kind of like grandfatherly take him on, uh, around the shoulder and talk to him a little bit. Um, and we all work in a very sympathetic part of criminal law. That's all I'll say. Not Try not to dox ourselves. Does and, the other and, team as well? They work in the criminal law system. I won't say which department. I'll tell you off air. Uh, just because okay. I'm not trying to get any of these people in trouble, sure, I don't yeah, know. Of course, I don't know who works for them. Gotcha. I don't know if these are friends of the team. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I just don't. Yeah. I don't know anything about the situation. Um, they immediately come up, start apologizing. They're like, "That's really inappropriate. I don't want this to be representative of the kind of people that we are. Like that behavior is unacceptable, even if the kid was provoking it." Game gets called off, uh, and we just pick our bases up and go. <laughs> and it was it was the most like adrenaline rush moment where I was like, "I I can't believe this is the situation oh we found ourselves." So who in. won? <laughs> uh, we were losing. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> he yelled at me. He said, "You should have hit the treadmill if you wanted to get this first base." Did buddy. he? Is I that said, what he said to you? No, 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 no. He, he didn't, didn't say, say anything to you. No, he didn't say anything to me. No. Wow. So when the child was getting hit, mm-hmm. did, was the kid like crying? Then did he become a child, or he, was he yes, like, "No, he became let a me child. He Very, very clearly became a kid in that moment. Gotcha. Looked very scared, and there was a, a two hundred and fifty pound adult towering over him, and the kid was like not crying. But just looked really, really scared. And that's wow. when I walked up and I was like, what are you doing, man? Back the fuck off this kid. Maybe the most like alpha move I've ever had in my entire life, frankly. Yeah. I'm not one for physical or verbal You're confrontations. Like, what are you doing, man? Let me get a swing in on him. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Leave some for the rest of us, buddy. Yeah. What are you doing? Did the guy, um, was the guy, so it wasn't closed fist. It was open fist smacking. It was open fist smacking. He wasn't like, the kid wasn't bleeding or anything. He was sure. just trying to rough him up and like teach him a lesson, that's I guess. That's insane, know. though. Where this, this Was this child rabid? That's horrible. This kid was just a neighborhood kid who came around and started fucking around and, and found out, frankly. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that was the last game of the season. So what an, what an insane... Why does a child a... know that slur? Adults don't know that. I don't know, man. You didn't know it until I, I had to give a little context. Well, I assumed that's what it was. I was just so surprised. Yeah. Because like, no, you, would... you don't hear that, you know? No, that's not a casual word thrown out by literally anybody ever. Um, yeah, it was really, really wild. Uh, not something I'll ever forget. And I immediately texted you like, holy shit, the craziest thing just happened in softball. You got to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. So you heard it here first. We couldn't record last week because Sam was beating up a child. No, that is not. That's Sam what I got super, from it. No, no, no I was not. super mad. One other crazy story, Brandon. Um, we, we have to run a little bit short today just because you got some shred lessons. Is that yes, right? Yes, I'm shredding later. You're shredding, shredding the gnar later. <laughs> shredding the gnar. Speaking of shredding the gnar, I have put myself in a little bit of a confounding position where I need to find a bass guitar within the week. Um, Mm -hmm. I may or may not have made an empty promise to somebody. Now I'm capable of playing bass guitar. I played it on tour. I've played it in bands before I played bass guitar. This is not something that I don't know how to play. I don't own a bass guitar and I volunteered to play bass in like this jammy potential band thing. This like, that's uh, cool. 
this yes very cool i haven't played live music in years would really look forward to so doing you have a it. concert coming up so i have a concert coming up and i realized i had to find a bass guitar within uh, i'm going out of town this weekend that's why we're doing this release early um going to vegas for a wedding i'll talk about that next week uh but i realized i had to find a guitar in like three days so i go on facebook marketplace i i never go on facebook anymore um and i and i resurrected the facebook i go on um and I'm looking, I just Google or just Facebook Marketplace search bass, and I see there's a Squire bass, whatever, that's as entry level as Fender bass as you can get, but it's still, you know, Fender's quality, um, for 50 bucks, which is a steal. A lot of these basses go for 200 bucks minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, so I immediately messaged the guy, and I recognize the name, but I don't think much of it. Um, and I'm like, I just hit the hi, is this still available, whatever bullshit button. Um, and then I see that once I start the conversation, it says mutual likes Miami Marlins. And I say, Oh, what do we have here? I click the profile. I scroll down a little bit just to see what this guy's about. Um, and you know how Facebook is. There's only a certain amount of public information that's available to not, unless mm-hmm. you're a friend of somebody's, you don't see personal posts or whatever. You just see like Facebook profile changes. Um, and the guy had changed his Facebook profile picture to in front of a fantasy baseball today behind him. And I said, wait a second. Is this Chris Towers from the CBS fantasy realm of stuff? And I, before he responded, when I said, is this available? I said, hey, wait a second. Are you the guy from CBS fantasy? And he said, LOL, yeah. And I realized that I did myself a disservice in that moment because he, of course, was like, wait, I'm not going to sell a guy a bass guitar by telling him where I live if he knows who I am on the Internet. So on the off chance Chris Towers listens to this and the the guy who's scheduled to buy the bass guitar tomorrow doesn't show up. This is my on-air recorded promise that I... Well, listen, you know already I defend children, so I'm sure. an honorable man. You I'm are. an honorable yes. man. I will, I'll also meet you in a public place. We don't have to do anything. Yes. I just have, have, have talked myself into a corner where I desperately need a bass guitar within the next you know, 48 hours. So what happens is I think we have to uh, tag Chris in, a, in our tweet when we send, that, send this podcast out tomorrow just yes. to scare him and go, hey... <laughs> yeah, we got a podcast too, buddy. So you better sell Sam this guitar. Yeah, we may have put you on blast to our 50 listeners, buddy. So <laughs> buckle up. Any interaction with Chris Towers will immediately give us uh, like twice as many listeners as we have right now. I hey, we'll expect a tweet, Chris. We huh? expect a tweet, Chris. And also, you should expect on the chance that you do sell me your bass guitar that I talk your ear off about both the Dolphins and the Marlins for as long as you socially right. permit. And so. then you invite him to be on the NL Feast podcast. Ask him if he wants to come on NL Feast. Ask him if he's ever been to the uh, the Dolphins Bar. Not Skylark. What's it called in Midtown? Uh, they do the MetLife Takeover thing. Anyways, there's a there's a Midtown Dolphins Bar. Maybe we go hang out, have a couple drinks, just slap it a bass together. You know, it could be a lot of fun. That would so. be fun. Why does, do you think he plays music? <laughs> I, you'd assume so. I don't know. He also, from the picture, had changed the bass strings because they were hanging off. They had a big cut at the top. Mm, gotcha. And if you buy it and then don't replace them, they'll still have just like the factory, yes, uh, whatever that would be called, cut off. But this one had had been played before at least, so you'd assume so. I I might have weirded them out though. There's the, my chance might have been lost. You yeah. don't expect somebody on Facebook Marketplace to recognize you. I, there's someone. There's someone that we know mutually. I don't know if you know the story that got a cat from a famous director. Went to their house, realized it was wait. A no, I do remember this. Can you give me a little context without uh, yes, doxing my, our friend or the director? Yeah, uh, I can tell you who the director was. I think okay, Michael cool. Showalter. Uh, famous, yes, 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 yes. Famous for for uh, you know uh, what's the uh, what American, American Summer? Summer. Yeah, so yes. I think he just did the Tammy Faye movie. Um, yeah, great director, funny guy, Stella with Michael Stella, Ian Black just and, to say, and yes. uh, David. What's the, what's the guy's Showalter? name? No, Michael Showalter and then Michael David. Showalter and David. Wayne, Fuck, David Wayne, David Wayne. Yes, David Wayne. Um, yeah, so that crew, very funny. Someone Children's we know. Hospital. I think uh, I think he knew someone that worked for Michael Showalter. Michael Showalter is giving away cats because I think their cat had kittens. Very cute. And then he has Michael Showalter's cat. Brandon, are you amazed about... We've talked about my uh, my interaction with uh, Andrew Dice Clay. We've talked about how my girlfriend yep. uh, flicked off Johnny Depp once in Los yep. Angeles. We've had celebrity encounters on the podcast. Are we turning into a celeb gossip pod, dude? Uh, I don't know if you noticed my big gulp that I have, just like the TMZ. <laughs> yeah, of course. The TMZ guy. You do have guy. a large camera, too. You got to get this I large do. camera out of your bedroom. Well, you do know when I initially moved... We'll get to baseball. When we initially moved... To, when I initially moved to LA that I got a job offer to work for TMZ, right? You know this, right? I can't tell if this is a bit. And this is not a bit. I was supposed no, to give what? tours in Hollywood on the TMZ bus 
Oh my god. Two tourists, but I didn't do it because I got a steady job that would pay me insurance instead. So I never ended up committing to it. But I did get offered it and I would have been on the bus going, Hey, this is where Halle Berry drove her car <laughs> into a and I actually took the tour last year for my friend's birthday and uh, I remembered the lines that were set no on the way. tour. Yep. That's why so they're reading off a script. Oh yeah, it's a script. You can do your own little jokes, but yeah. 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 That's that's so funny. I uh, the only script I've ever had at a job was when I was a telemarketer for three weeks. Have I told you about this? No, I don't know this. I was a telemarketer in Orlando, Florida, and I uh, uh, apparently or allegedly, as they say in my work, uh, is where Daniel Tosh had his first job. It was like just a that's shitty right. telemarketing place he, in he Orlando, did do Florida. That. Um, and I got fired slash quit. I walked into the office one day, and the uh, the boss told me to talk to him in his office. And I hadn't, I'd been there for three weeks and hadn't sold a goddamn thing. Uh, and so we both were just like, yeah, this isn't working this out, right? Fine. It was like a mutual agreement. Yeah. Uh, and I went off. It was, it was selling timeshares to like vulnerable old people. You know, it was just I think you're too yet. nice of a human. I think that's 100% right. I, I think, think you have to be a little party SP, a little conniving, a little salesy, a little manipulative, and you don't have you any have of to, those qualities. You have to be chaotic evil on that spectrum of like, you have to be good, the person whatever. beating up the child. Absolutely. Or you have yes. to be yeah. that child. One of the yeah, two. One of, that child would have made a phenomenal oh. timeshare telemarketer. Yes, as phenomenal. long yes, as long as he didn't drop a couple slurs, he would have been really good. Really that's good. rule number one of telemarketing. Avoid slurs. No slurs. No slurs. Should please. be hey Brandon, that's my rule every day for life. You know yes. what I mean, buddy? That's no my everyday life. Slurs. No slurs. Brandon, we got a lot to talk about on this week's episode. The Mets win three of four from the Rockies, who are now playing Atlanta, just knocking out the NL East division, facing Dodgers in New York for the next three. Braves bullpen falters in a series loss to the Cardinals. The Phillies squander their second 7-0 lead of the season, this time in Arizona. Then we have the classic segments, Feast or Famine, DeGrom at a Week, Feast Fan Questions, and Upscoming upscumming, upscumming. <laughs> Schedule. But Brandon, but first, here's some ads. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back, Brandon, just in time to talk about your favorite baseball team, the New York Mets. They won three of four from the Colorado Rockies, facing the Dodgers in New York for their three next. Where are Mets fans' heads at right now as we approach this Dodgers series? So, yeah, the Mets won three of four from the Rockies. Their offense still was, like, a little sleepy, though. I don't know if you caught any of the games, but, like, Lindor has been scuffling a little bit. I think he's won for 21 his last six games going into tonight's Dodgers game as we record. Obviously, that could change. Um, and Vogelbach's also been one for 14. Marte, four for 20, although he did have a homer tonight against the Dodgers, so shouldn't be talking Huge. too much shit on Marte. So I think that's the concern for me as a Mets fan because recently they've been a little up and down offensively, and uh, obviously pitching wins you wins you ball games uh, in the playoffs, but it's like if the Mets go through one of these stretches where Pete or, or Lindor are not hitting in the playoffs, mm-hmm. they're kind of toast. I mean, they, no, it seems like the offense kind of lives and dies by those guys, Lindor, and Pete, obviously Canna and McNeil have been consistent. And they've been hitting really well, especially Canna recently. But I think that's the concern for me. And yes, they just won three or four against the Rockies. You take that any day. But they were shut out in a Max Scherzer game. Uh, and you don't like to see that. But we'll see. This Dodgers series is is the big test. Right now, as we record, it's 3-3 top of the seventh. Um, but yeah, this that's is the big test. That's good baseball, baby. 3-3, three, three, that's good baseball. It's good baseball right now. So that, that looks good. They're not getting blown out or anything. Um, but yeah, so I think this is, this is a big test. This, if the Mets can play with the big dogs and they did pretty well with them earlier in the season out here in LA, but yeah, that's I'm worried how I feel. We've ha- I'm worried we've had this conversation so many times where the conversation is now, can the Mets prove that they're real this year? And I think at this point we're at the end of August approaching September, they are playing out of their brains. Yeah. They're still a top five team in baseball. I think at this point it's real, dude. And I understand the hesitancy for a Mets fan who's we're also scarred. a co-host of a podcast, to, to get start to get cocky. I'm noticing the cockiness start to take place on Twitter, though. I don't know if you're seeing Not this. Not by or, me, though. 
not by you, no. Shout out to Jolly Olive, a good friend of the podcast who uh, who seems to be getting a little bit more confident in the Mets play, and why wouldn't he? They've been playing out of their minds sure. so far this year. Um, this Dodger series will be interesting. This Dodger team is red hot after crushing my Marlins, with the exception of the one Sandy Alcantara start. Uh, shouts out to the Cy Young of the National League. I think at this point it's all but cemented. You're trying to um, throw the fish in here just because I didn't put him on our rundown. No. And I, what did I text you? There's no reason for the Marlins to be in the rundown yeah. anymore. And the Dodgers are, just took the lead against the Mets, by the way, 4-3. to three. Ooh, brutal. Off Lugo? Nope, off Joely Rodriguez, who should not be pitching in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, all right. We got songs on the pod today, baby. We, we do. Zoom, songs. zoom. Should not be pitching in the playoffs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wouldn't be concerned if I'm a Mets fan. I'm at this point as confident as, as I get. You've you've all but sealed your playoff berth. You've all but sealed. Uh, I guess you, there's still some room to play here. I know you got a Braves series coming up in a few weeks that could maybe... Uh, lead to different divisional results than what we're seeing currently but you haven't lost the you haven't dropped the division we've t- been talking about this for months now uh much like the nationals you're remaining stagnant at your place in the division um i don't think there's room for concern and frankly and barring some catastrophic injuries i don't think that there should be concern approaching the playoffs at all yeah i mean obviously you want them to win the division and i think that's that's the biggest concern you know they get their ass absolutely creamed by the dodgers um yeah. You want them to win, win the division, especially because the wild card. You don't know; it's it's chaos, chaos time. Um, I, you know, talking about the Mets' offense, I did look up some stats, and I want to do a little quiz for you. Quiz for Sam. Quiz me, yeah. We need sound, we need sound effects the quiz. when we do quiz uh, normally, for Sam. Yes, yes. Sorry, I was going to say normally it's me doing the yes. quizzes for you, but we the tables have turned, my friend. Okay, so I was looking up. Uh, uh, I was thinking power. Um, so I looked up the top five slugging percentage. Okay. Uh, percentages on the Mets. Who are the top five? Obviously, you know number one's Pete. So I'll just tell you, Pete has Pete, a five sixteen yes. slugging percentage going into the Dodgers game tonight. Um, are we doing plate appearance? A minimum number of plate appearances here, or is my boy Vogelbach going to be on the list? Uh, that was my next thing. I, I'm going to say that the new additions to the Mets are on the team, but if you want to remove them, okay, that's a different story. But uh, is Vogelbach but yes. in the top five? He is. Okay, number so four? he's number three. With a Number 476 three. slugging percentage. Pete's 516 at one. Is Marte on the list? Marte is number four, 463 slugging percentage. L- I know Lindor's had an underrated season over there at shortstop. Is he on the list? He is not top five if you include the Wow. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, players. He's number six hard- at 442, by the way. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about Eduardo Escobar? Nope. No Escobar. No Escobar. I think you're going to okay. be surprised by by two and it's five. not Jeff McNeil, is it? McNeil's he, number five, four sixty. It is McNeil. Okay, McNeil has, I, I just, a, has a higher slugging than Lindor, a little under Marte, four sixty. You just don't think of him as don't a power expect hitter. It. At all. Don't expect no. it. No. Okay, so we got Alonzo one, Vogelbach four, McNeil five, and Marte two. It's Pete one, Vogie three, Marte four, McNeil five. So number so two. So I'm missing two. And I, do, and I think this, this is the one that I thought would get you because it's a surprise. It's Jacob deGrom, isn't it? <laughs> it would be if, if pitchers could this hit. Was, if this was 2001, it might yeah. be. Yeah, you never know. Um, infield or outfield? It's outfield. not Canna. Not Canna. It's not Nimmo. Not Nimmo. Who am I missing? Um, how how Matty are they? How long have they been on the Mets? Are not they very like Matty. New Matty. It's not Brett Beatty, is it? Nope. Who is it? I, I'm stumped. Tyler Naquin. 491 slugging percentage. Obviously, he was on the Reds for most of the year. Yeah. But I said that the new additions could be on there. 491, second best slugging percentage on the Mets. Isn't that insane? There is not a fucking Ice Cube's chance in hell I would have ever I thought know. about Tyler Naquin. No, I would have gone through. I was like already going to catchers. I was yeah, like, and he's also been like chance. remarkably shitty for the Mets the last couple weeks. He was good when he first came here, but yeah. So wild. Well, hey, good know. for Tyler Naquin. Good for Tyler Naquin. Good for the Naquin. How's your dad feeling about the Mets season? We haven't checked in with uh, Mud in a while. Uh, he's pretty negative on the Mets. He does he does not like Lindor. He's and he and he's oh, he's right. clamoring for McNeil to be higher in the lineup. Like okay. he, he's, he's a big batting average guy, and okay. he th- he thinks that McNeil needs to be batting. He's like the Mets are the only team with a three twenty hitter batting seventh. Oh, which is okay. not a terrible. That's no. he's not wrong. He's not and wrong. McNeil's been offensively consistent the entire season. Very consistent. I think the issue is. 
I guess you'd say power, but judging by my, my little stats right here. <laughs> you can, also, you got a cute little notebook card. Look at that. Oh, no, it's a, it's a little... Uh, it's a uh, Post-it note. Post-it note. Um, we, we have a fully digital rundown. <laughs> Why don't you write it on your notes? Uh, you should see my desk. I'm a Post-it note fiend. Okay, okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Um, yeah, so he's he's not too keen on Lindor, and I think he's worried about the inconsistent offense as well, similar to what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see the series. Got a good opponent. So I think I I'd, I'd remain optimistic. I got to get out to a game. It's in New York, right? It is in New York. I'm um, going to I'm going to a freaking Vegas wedding in uh this weekend. And I and I, listen, love the guy who's getting married. Old this weekend, mine, Labor Day, Labor Day right. weekend. The weekend FSU plays LSU. The weekend that uh the I guess it did kind of coincide perfectly because there are no. Uh, base or football games on because Brandon, as you know, we'll talk off air, but the football schedule might start to interfere with the NLP schedule if the if we continue with these Thursday records. There's only one sport, baby. I know, and you, you're in the fantasy football league now, buddy. You can't say that. You're at least I'm aware. On, I'm only dra- drafting uh, Rich Gannon, so <laughs> okay, you can really pull these names out of your ass. It's pretty impressive. Um, but Brandon, you know what else we can pull out of our ass? This Braves bullpen faltering in a series loss to the Cardinals. We had Tommy Edmond. We had was it Dylan Carlson or Tyler it O'Neill? Was O'Neill. O'Neill. It hit the three run home run. Yeah. Um, yeah the, also, uh, we uh, spoiler alert: we have a great Braves guest coming up later in the week on the podcast on Friday. Um, good friend of the show teased it on our Twitter account. Go check it out if you haven't already. Um, meant to ask how they felt. After this Cardinals loss, because the Cardinals are competing for the wild card. They've been hot. Hard. Yeah. They've been hot. They've picked up a lot of steam. And now this Braves bullpen kind of like you're starting to see the holes a little bit in it. That's all I'll say. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's tough because the Braves bullpen on paper is still phenomenal. And you take it over 99% of Most bullpens, bullpens. Yeah, in the majors. Um, but yeah, Kenley walking in that run in game two. That one hurt. And then Minter, he sort of uh, spiraled once Austin Riley had a little error at third base, um, giving up the three-run homer to Tyler O'Neill. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much. I think the thing is that the Braves haven't put to bed is the Braves beating good teams. Because yeah. I, uh, I don't have the stats in front of me. I, I'm a bad podcaster. But I know that supposedly they're not playing as well against better teams as they are absolutely crushing the weaker the weaker division squads. That's like the Marlins would be would have have like thirteen wins if it wasn't for the Nationals. Yes, <laughs> like the the exact same thing. Um, Brandon, you should have said allegedly there. That's the word of the pod. Oh, damn it! You fucked up, dude. I'm You're going so to jail now. I'm going to be with the twelve year old kid that says slurs. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't worry too much, Braves Nation. I mean, I think, I think the Braves and Mets until that series in Atlanta, because they're going to be around. They're going to be fighting for that division spot. The division, they're going to clinch a playoff spot way before both of them, but that division is going to be hanging hanging out in the open until the last uh, week or so, I say. No, I think that that's that that's it's it's nice that we have some sort of competitiveness uh in the wild card because it looked like a second there that the Braves when they were on their hot streak a month ago that they were going to just no problem being it, but it's nice to see these other teams. I mean, the Giants are all but out now, but the Phillies are competing. We could really get three NL East teams into the into the playoffs, which would be a remarkable thing, dude. Which would, I know. I mean, I'm sorry, it's not the Marlins. I feel bad because almost eh, we, you'd do? be so much more invested. But yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking NL East. Like last year, we were afraid that the Braves were gonna get eliminated and we'd have yeah no East to talk about. But we're gonna have some serious East action in the playoffs this year, supposedly. Brandon, you allegedly. Know you know what's allegedly. You know what's. <laughs> you know what's quickly approaching, right? I thought about this Halloween. Day, no, okay, yes, Halloween. But with Halloween comes the second annual NL Feast Power Hour, dude. Oh no, the not again! End, end of the year NL Feast Power Hour. I don't know if Spazzy listens anymore because all my Marlins friends stopped after the the season went into the tank. They really but, uh, drop off. Don't they? they really do drop off. Um, but we are getting new listeners uh, from my work. My work are listening to the podcast. Really. One of the reasons why I remain so general in describing what line of work that I'm in. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yes, You're in yes. pharmaceuticals. I'm in pharmaceutical sales. Yeah, Allegedly. that's a good line of work. <laughs> no. um, but I, uh, I, 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 what was I just talking about? I just totally blanked on my own. Uh, on my own. The the happy hour. Line of thought. The the. Oh power yes, hour. yes. But we we got to get uh, some more of those Marlins lagers shipped on over here for me. Yes. Um, and they now make Miami Dolphins Bud Light. So depending on how well the Dolphins are oh. playing come the end of October, maybe I'll switch it up a little bit, get some different kind of branded beer on the show. 
Yeah. Uh, let's do it. Oh, we could also get uh, we'll see if the other NL East teams have beers. Try to order. Mm, that's a great possible. idea. I, you know, if we get Bud Light, Brandon, we got to get the Bud Light ambassador themselves, Post Malone, on the podcast. PM. He's a big yeah. baseball fan. I think. You think Posty would come on and do a do a little NL feast action? I think he's gonna be like, "Is there hot wings there?" That's what I picture. <laughs> I picture his perfect place being with Sean Evans on hot ones. I think that that's a great answer. I. I Love his public personality, but there's been a couple of moments where I'm starting to see cracks in the facade where I'm really? like, I can't tell if you're just like going above and beyond to be perceived as a nice guy by every oh. encounter and every account I've heard. He's a very sweet guy, um, but there's just a couple of moments where I'm like, are you playing this up? I don't think you're you too are, nice, but for, are you? Yes. Yes. You're too you're nice for it. your look and persona and your... Uh... In your music, really? Music. He's a fellow. He's a he's a fellow hardcore scene kid from high school. Which, as you famously yes. know, I was a, I was in a uh, pop punk scene band in high school. So, yes. uh, the apple doesn't far fall from the tree, Brandon. But uh, but yeah, we got to get Posty on the show. We got to get, get Dua Lipa on the show, dude. Dua Dua, you know, surprisingly is very well versed in uh in the 2012 Phillies. Really knows. Oh, interesting. Really knows the 2012 Phillies well. Would not have expected. She's a Brit, so that's especially surprising too, right? Yeah, I know. But yeah, yeah. Listen, you wait, listen is to the that new... the year the Phillies won the World Series? It was 2010, wasn't it? A year, I I don't know off the top of my head. No, it wasn't 2010. Uh, that was Giants. I'm right. No, I'm wrong. Yes, that's no. also Giants was 2012, 2011. 2011. You Phillies were right fans, the skip ahead. Spot. Keep skipping skip, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> go, go have a surf and turf Philly cheesesteak and uh, take a take a second. Uh, don't get mad at us. Uh, you listen to the new Lizzo record, Brandon? No. No? Am I yeah, supposed to? Either. I don't know. It's popular music. I'm trying to remain young here. The 30s hitting me hard, baby. I don't know. I, I don't think... Uh, I did listen to a recommendation that you had to our, once again, oh. again our good friend Jolly Olive. Yes. Uh, Black Country, Black New, Country Road. New Road. That's cool Have you shit. not listened to them before? No, I didn't know them. Oh, dude, that was Unfamiliar. like my favorite album at the beginning of the year. Maybe this was when we were doing off-season content. Maybe we you never mentioned it to me. I got that on vinyl. I bought that on vinyl. I liked it so much. Hey, the Phillies won the World Series in 2008. I was off. We were so, so off. Sorry, <laughs> Phillies fans. It was we just... Never- uh, you know, it would be funny if Dua Lipa did know the 2012 Phillies, though. Yeah, that would be really wild. Uh-oh, we got a wild cat. We got a cat screaming. Winnie, you want to say something for the show? Oh, she's quiet. All right, not this time. She's been she's been a little bit more vocal on the show recently. Yeah, I think she's uh she's the closest we're gonna get to Dua Lipa. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, but I'm still holding my breath for Seth Rogen on the show, dude. Seth, <laughs> he's he doesn't like baseball. No, he doesn't like baseball. He's, he's Canadian. Yes. Are you uh are you did you listen to the Twenty Two A Million album? I, I tried at the gym, but I was like, this isn't the setting. That's not gym music. That's yeah, 100% that's not, not gym music. music. Yeah, yeah. That's, so I'll that's, try again. Okay, okay, good. Moving right along, Brandon. Speaking of the Phillies, the Phillies squandered their second 7-0 lead of the season, this time to the Diamondbacks, who seem to be especially pesky, dude. The Diamondbacks' rebuild's looking a lot more interesting than the Marlins' rebuild, I'll you tell know, you that. You know I'm a big Dalton Varsho guy. Uh, you're a big Dalton Varsho. I'm a big Dalton Varsho in fantasy baseball. Shout out to Chris Towers if he's made it this far in the podcast because he plays not only catcher but center field, and that sort of position versatility is valuable in fantasy yeah, baseball. Yeah, that's a rare combo too. An incredibly rare combo. I, I, IKF is probably the closest thing, and he doesn't play center field. He's shortstop and catcher. So yeah, no, we're Dal- Dalton Varsho heads. But yeah, the well, Phillies they were leading seven nothing in Arizona against the D backs. Then they ended up trailing twelve to seven by the fifth inning. What the heck? I know, dude. I saw that? all those runs being scored and was like, "What the hell is going on right now?" Do you think D backs fans, when they're acting especially raucous at a at a an away game, do you think they get called D bags fans? I'm surprised that's not more common. And I've thought about you that. Also, so. when they released the name, I think they released it as Diamondbacks. Yeah. When they re- made the announcement, like, "Hey, there's gonna be a new team in Arizona. They're the Diamondbacks." Yes, the Diamond. Snake and also baseball diamond, but I don't think it took long for me. Like now nah, we're D backs, and then it's they, funner. It is funner, but it doesn't or more fun. <laughs> no, it's funner. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm surprised you don't hear that more. But I guess people have class, unlike us, you know. Yes, yeah, we're over here saying the f word five times on our now explicit podcast and uh, and referring to the D backs fans as D backs. But uh, that's just because we're part of two very respectable fan bases that have nothing to uh, nothing to be ashamed of, Brandon. That is true. Uh, did you see the Did you see the escalation of the thing we talked about on the podcast recently, where some Blue Jays fans got arrested for some illicit activity at the top I of the stadium? I did see this, but they were. What is going on? I think is this like a TikTok challenge or people having um, 
sexual relations in baseball stadiums. I don't think you're allowed to have sexual relations relations on TikTok. And if if you are, I am not in that part of TikTok. I'm over sure. here in renovation. You're not TikTok in baseball and... sexual rela- sexual <laughs> relations TikTok. No, but this sounds like the worst idea in the entire world. I Especially can't imagine also place... the A's one. I almost understand because Nobody's there's no there. one there. But Blue Jays, yeah. they have fans. They have fans, dude. Did you see? Speaking of which. The the FSU I don't I know you're not as much into college football but the FSU gift that started floating around no what is it Doe Campbell Stadium there's a rain delay for the first game of the season it's an hour and a half rain delay all the student section pours out somebody recorded in a bathroom now I don't know what's going on in this bathroom all I know is pants were around the ankles and there was some gyrating going on in a Doe Campbell Stadium bathroom so there are worse places than a Blue Jays game see I guess, you are do. in on this part of TikTok. Uh, this was on FSU football Twitter, so okay. you know, I, guess, I guess I don't know if that goes on. But uh, yeah, the, the sports fans are out of control. The end of the world is in sight, and they know it. They've lost all control over any sort of inhibitions, and they're going for it. This could have been us, but that's not our style. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, not, respect, we're respectful we were not, gentlemen. We, we were not nearly cool enough to have sex in public places in college. We yeah. were on an improv team, Brandon. <laughs> uh, we the... could do zip zaps up in a public place. Mm, yeah. Uh, mind meld anybody. Uh, but anyways, Brandon, these Phillies, yeah, they squandered their 7-0 lead. It feels like the Diamondbacks have done a good job of beating up on the NLA East teams this, uh, this year, at least the Phillies, Nationals, and Marlins. I know we've had some trouble with them at the beginning of the season. We played them like 12 times in the first month and a half of the year, something yeah. crazy like that. Diamondbacks kind of um, turned it around. People forget they only won like 50 games last year. Yeah, dude. So yeah. They're, they're like only a few games under 500. Like they're, their rebuild's going nicely. They're doing it is, right. Is Southwest baseball back, baby? We got the Rangers, Simeon and Seeger. We got the Diamondbacks. We got the Cattell Marte, Dalton Varsho. Is that Gallon? You know what's going we on? We got some there? dry ball back. Is dry ball back, dude? Back. That's what I call dude, that region. Of, you can't, dry ball, that's the opposite of what's going on in this Blue Jays stadium. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, my guy. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I don't know if you, uh, I told you this when we mentioned that I was going to a Vegas wedding. What do you think the high is on the day of the wedding in Las Vegas? Oh, 115. Yeah, it's 117, dude. What is, it is outside? going on? It's not on? outside, though, the wedding, It's not right? outside. It's inside of a hotel, baby. Classy. Uh, does your friend live in Vegas? No. Doesn't live in Vegas. Uh, wife's, I guess, fiance still. Uh, family from Vegas, though, from what I understand. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Are you going so to catch going to a Las Vegas Aviators game? I think that's the name of that team. No, I'm not. But my my buddy's telling me I should start playing craps, and I'm I'm there for a weird amount of time. I get in very late Thursday night, fly out Saturday night, get into New York City again at 5 a.m. on Sunday. Um, so you need I, to stop having so many friends. You have too many weddings going on. <laughs> Get a load of this. I got a bachelor party in three weeks after this, dude. It's insane. I'm going crazy. And then that wedding is a month after the bachelor party. Enough. And then guess what? Then it's Thanksgiving, buddy. And guess what's after that? (laughs) Then the, the holidays. Then Christmas the turkey's going to get married and the turkey's <laughs> going to make you go. The turkey and stuffing, they're really hitting it off. I'm worried they're going to be married come November. Dude. There's some canoodling going on and I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> I'm feeling bad about it. I'll tell you what. I'll tell Did you, you know what. the Phillies bullpen has struggled since Sir Anthony Dominguez went on the IL uh, on the, August 18th? It's weird because normally when I think of Phillies bullpen, I don't think of struggles. So this is kind of coming as a little uh, bit of a Ah, he's doing jokes. But they were, you know they were improved. I you know, know they, they were doing well. No, I know uh, they turned it around. Our boy Knable, he's out for the rest of the year. Sir Anthony, though, he'll be back soon. But uh, yeah, worrisome for the Phillies, obviously shown in that Diamondbacks series. But they'll make the playoffs. They'll be good. You regress I, to the mean eventually, Brandon. You regress to the mean. Yes, exactly. Bryce, Har- Bryce Harper back, though, hit a two-run single right when he got in. Was Was very vocal about saying that he was trying to not... Um, get in the way of the momentum that the Phillies have built up. And I'm sorry, Bryce, but guess what, buddy? You're never going to get in the way offensively of any Imagine sort of... if they just started tanking about with him back. <laughs> the opposite of the Ewing theory. They get a better, they get their best player back and then start yes. playing poorly. No, I think, I, I think the Phillies will continue to play well the rest, rest of the, uh, rest of the season. And I, I think, I think they clinch that second, uh, wild card spot. I think they're clinching. I think they're clinching. I think they're clinching. All right, Brandon. We got more of the show. We got our classic segments, Feast or Famine, Degrama of the Week, Feast Fan qu- God damn it. Feast Fan <laughs> Questions, and upcoming schedule. But before we get to all that, Brandon, you know we got to hit him with some ads. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. 
Go to sportsdrink.org, not .com, not .gov, you know, .org, or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back. And you know what else is back, Brandon? Feast or famine, the segment without a theme song. But if we had one, it would go like this. Feast or famine, Brandon. I'm going to get us started with the feast this week. We got some good news coming down the pipeline. Some pro-union news. It sounds like the MLBPA got into the MLB, uh, the MILB, MILB? Yeah. Years. They're yeah. passing out the union cards down there and the minor league teams, Brandon. They're starting to generate some union buzz for the minor league players, and it's about goddamn time, I think we would say. That's right. The uh, advocates for minor league baseball folks, they all got hired by Major League Baseball's Players Huge. Association, which is awesome because they did a great job. We were always citing their, their information last year. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's awesome, and it's a long time coming. And, uh, you know, we've already seen some improvements. They've bullied teams into giving housing. But I think... Uh, bullying I think works. Bullying works. So, yeah. So, I think uh, more doors will be open, too. So, it's very exciting. And players can, like, pursue their goddamn dreams. And that's all we want in this world. And be and be uh, compensated appropriately. We're, sit, we're watching yeah. billionaires sit on their, their mass amounts of wealth and constantly... Uh, utilizing these baseball teams for tax advantages and insidious behavior. Uh, meanwhile, we've got kids sleeping nine to a room in minor league teams' yep. uh, apartments. And you're right. The I feel I really do feel like the online advocates for the minor leaguers did a really wonderful job. Not only calling teams and owners out specifically for egregious uh, discretions against their minor leaguers, but also just kind of bringing to public light just how bad life can be for certain minor league players. Because, of course, you think of the top prospects who get like millions of dollars signing bonus, but you forget about the 13th, 15th round draft guys who are just barely struggling to get by, getting $20,000 a year, sharing uh, apartments with a with an egregious number of players. And it's, and it's good to see that start to turn around. They deserve a seat at the table, and I'm glad to see they got one. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't 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 say it any better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got our famine. Uh, Ronald Acuna, I don't know if you noticed this, Cardinals series, he was out for two games because of intense knee pain from his, his ACL Ugh. surgery last year, which is horrible to hear, and apparently this is normal. Um, yeah. and he also said that he, like, feels weird pivoting and, like, he's worried that how his knee's going to react in certain situations. Mm-hmm. That sucks, and I'm I'm also worried because the Braves are gonna be in the playoffs. So it's like if the, if the Braves make a deep run, it's like is this man gonna be, uh, you know, hurting? Like Out what, what happens? Like do they have to sit him at some point? Maybe they start. Maybe once they've like really locked up either a wild card or I mean I don't think they'll lock up the division by the end of the season. But if they've locked up a spot, they just rest him for the final few games. Just kind of yeah. like let him get some uh, do some load management. You yeah, know what I mean, and yeah. kind of make sure that he's he's healthy for the playoffs. Because what's a we've already been cursed with the uh, Braves playoff run without Ronald Acuna Jr. We don't want to see that happen again. We love the guy. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you. So yeah, hopefully he's okay and next year. I think he will be at at a hundred percent. It's sort of like the Tommy John guys when they come back and they have to manage their. Their innings, you know. Yes. No, 100%. 100%. Brandon, we've got another reoccurring segment coming up, and that's our Dagrama Doe. Dagrama Doe. We got Major League Baseball's one and only Major League foodie, Mark Canna, who, uh, on top of this, as we record, he actually hit his 100th home run of his career wow. today. Wow. Shout yeah. out So Mark good Hanna. for Mark Canna, but also he's oh. been steaming hot for the Mets. Uh, his last 10 games, 360 average, 448 on base percentage, 760 slugging percentage. He's been clutch multiple times for the Mets. Honestly, have won, has that. won multiple games for the Mets. Um, he's the man. He's the guy you want up with the game on the line right now. Um, and also, he's a cool, hip dude. Hey, we love that. Also, good politics. You know, not good a lot of politics. baseball players have, have like uh, publicly good politics, and it seems good like Good Instagram does, so. account. Good Instagram uh, account. Beautiful family, Beautiful baby. Beautiful family. The turkey, <laughs> it's getting along with the mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, you see them? They hit it off over there they at the reception, buddy. You got to keep an eye on those two. Brandon, we got some questions this week, too. Now, we did have a have one question already read on our podcast secret bonus episode that comes out Friday. So we'll get to a, we'll get to the second one here. Call me Cassian, um, who is a, is a sweet guy. Talked to us on Twitter a lot. Told us specifically to not try to pronounce their name anymore on the show because of how badly we were butchering it previously. But he asks, or she asks, they ask, 
Have the Nationals become a fun team to watch because of the upset potential they have? Brandon, what do you think of this? I think so. I think sometimes you do see these teams get fired up when they're like, hey, we're, we're making this team not win the division in their Yeah, we can face. be spoiler. We can play spoiler. We can be spoiler. Um, let me look at the Nationals' schedule now. So the Nationals, I know they're playing the Mets a bit. Um, I think they're playing the Braves as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think they can get fired up. Also, some of the young guys can sort of like, you know, they'll fe- they'll feed off the pressure of what teams like the Braves and Mets have going for them. And I mm, wonder if they'll yeah. be like, oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, they're playing the Phillies a few times in September. They play the Mets in the they're week. They're playing the this- Braves. They're playing the Mets. So they have three teams they can they can F with. Play spoiler to A few yeah. times. I think they have multiple series with Phillies, Mets, Braves once, I think. So... All yeah. right. So pretty exciting so stuff. Table. So yeah, I say hell yeah. I mean, and also they have a veteran like Luke Voigt there who can sort of like be like, have you s- I'm angry. Let's. <laughs> you seen the Luke Voigt homers are the most depressing thing in baseball Twitter dialogue that's I happening? I feel so bad for, I really feel bad for him, but also I bet he's like, ha ha, Padres aren't doing that well in your face. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. How are you feeling over there? Uh, Jesus, I blanked on his name. First baseman that refused to get traded. Oh, Eric Haas. Eric Thank Hosmer. you, Eric Hosmer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's uh, he's in Boston now. So Have you seen the Josh Hader shit? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, yes. That he's horrendous. He's has like a 12 ERA. In I the know. Last five innings. What's going on over in San Diego? Dude? They can't get know. out of their own way over there. I know. They have a little curse action following him. I don't think there's a real curse, but. Sad. No, I don't think there's a real curse. But um, Brandon, um, we also have a question from our friend of the podcast, Patrick Kennedy. Well, we PLK. do have one more Cassian question, too. He actually asked us three questions. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Excuse me. Okay, well, hit us with the second Cassian so question. So the my other question was, knowing what we know now, what do you think the wild card standings will look like when October rolls up? What do you think? What are your predictions for the wild card? Now, this is an interesting one because we've talked about that a little bit already on the show where we've talked about, well, what do we think this is going to look like? Do we think that it's a double NL East thing? What's going on over there? I would just say that I I would love it. I would love it. I would love it. I would love it. I guess the Brewers are, as of right now, the wild card for the Central. So I would love to see two Central teams and three NL East teams. What do you think of that? Two Central. And wait, what was that? One more time. So like- we want the Brewers, Phillies, Bra- Braves would be an ideal one for me. So I you want the- Padres love- out. Padres out. They're Padres technically out. they have one and a half game lead right now on Milwaukee, and then everybody else is is. Uh, yeah, I mean honestly, at this Ice point, chance a little hell. funny if the Padres don't make it. I think a, it little, a little funny. funny. <laughs> I think it is a little funny. I though I do, I would I do love seeing Juan Soto on that national. I know, scale, and I like obviously. Josh Bell a lot, and Brand Jury, and I like yeah. a lot of those guys on the team. So it is sad. And I love those uniforms. One of my favorites. Have you had your opinion changed about Tatis? I don't think we really talked about this on the show. Yeah, kind of. I think he's a jackass now. You know, he's got to he's got to earn back his trust, and he has to play clean, and he has to be consistent and not do anything boneheaded. But I think no, we actually did talk about this on the podcast because yes. I remember telling you about how uh, how bad I I'm in the hole. Not actually in the hole, but I'm I'm down bad <laughs> baseball card wise with my no, dude. The bookies are knocking on your door. You're in the hole, man. <laughs> Don't tell them where I live, Brandon. Come on, Shut man. Up. Just one more bet. Come on, Uncle I just one more hit. Be knocking my door down any day now. Yeah. We got to keep an eye on that man. We got to keep an eye on that man. But yeah, I, I think it would be funny if the Padres are out. But it's hard. I do. I Juan Soto, you know, friend of the pod, a fellow NL East guy, former NL East guy. You want to um, see him back in the playoffs? I'd like to see him back in the playoffs. He's always so good with the with the Soto shuffle. But also, the, there's uh, also fun. something funny about the Brewers, who great team, obviously great pitching. If they can sneak in and beat these like powerhouse teams that spend a lot of money or. It's a that's a little cool too if they can beat no, any, any right. of the any Braves, Phillies, Mets, Dodgers. Kind of funny. It's like what the Giants did last year when they won a hundred games and nobody yeah. expected them to do anything like that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, have you been paying attention to what Adley Rutschman's been doing over in Baltimore? He's awesome. He's the man. He's awesome. He seems so great. And that clip the other day of him taking in the first game he played at Camden, where he was yes. just like looking around. It was just like, oh, what the a man, endearing, the man. lovable man. Uh, lovable. Orioles versus Diamondbacks World Series in two years. Book it. <laughs> Oh no! Book I it. Think I what do I have to stop being a Marlins fan if I see all the other rebuilds work and then ours is just sputtering? Kinda. I kind of yeah. think you do. I think if yeah. if they start a new team in hey in Vegas, you're going to Vegas. Start scouting out. See oh, if you, if you want point. the Las Vegas A's. You know to be. Your I, next I team. would love to go catch a baseball game in 120 degree yes, weather. That sounds course. like the dream. Who would? Brandon, I just got a weird email from United Airlines asking me if I want to pre-order snacks for my flight. Get some sushi. You think I should do that? Get, you a, get, some get a locked bagel. Sushi. Do it. Airline sushi, uh, dude. I've had, I got burned by a bagel at an airport once. I had maybe the Can't worst bagel it. I've ever had. Oh, you'd think it was a relatively easy thing to translate. I was in New York of all places. You'd think a bagel at an airport would be fine. 
not fine. You really just got to hit the fast food options up, unfortunately. Got to do it. Uh, we have another question from your boy. Yeah, right. Sorry, I'm railroading the show. Again. No, you're good. <laughs> Our question from Patrick Kennedy comes in at PLKDC says, with baseball's fiercest rivalry set to resume, will Sam take the opportunity to get on the right side of the Citrus Series now that he, now that the Rays bandwagon is gathering momentum? Patrick, you spoke a curse into existence before you wrote into the show. Now Shane McClanahan is out with some shoulder impinged. Impingement, I think is what yes, it's pronounced. Impingement. Um, some sad videos coming out of him in the bullpen, very clearly in some pain, upset, frustrated. Um, listen, the Rays are my second favorite team in baseball. I made that abundantly clear. I think that they're uh, a lot of fun. I got a lot of friends that support the Rays. Obviously, in a Rays Marlins series, I don't care, but at the, or I do care about the Marlins. But at this point, I don't care because the Marlins are so far out of it that there's not a uh, there's not a, any chance or opportunity for them to make it into the playoffs. So, you know what? I, I'd, I'd like to see the Rays in the playoffs. So, sure, for this Citrus Series alone, I'll be rooted for the Rays. And I think, I don't know if I got the push notification officially just yet, but, yep, the Rays beat the Marlins 7-2. to Why does it say McClanahan? Oh, my God, this is so sad. Bleacher Report says McClanahan, zero earned runs over zero inning pitch. Oh, hey, <laughs> he did good. Hey, you know, he did his best, and uh, that's not for nothing. But, yeah, Patrick, to answer your question, um... Sure, I'll temporarily be on the Rays bandwagon. Let's let's not pull this clip out of context in the future, though. Uh, I think you should consider it. You know, just start, give it another year. I got to start shopping here, depending on, on uh, how badly it gets. But Brandon, we have our final segment of the show, upcoming schedule. This is where you shine, baby. Let the people know where they can see these NL East teams. The playing Mets the next are week. playing the three game series against the Dodgers. They're currently losing four to three in the bottom of the eighth. And then they're playing the Nationals, also at home in New York. The Braves playing the Rockies, and they're playing the Florida Marlins, also in New York. The Phillies are in Arizona, as we know. And then they're going to San Francisco playing the Giants. The Marlins, after the Rays, they're playing the Braves. The Nationals are playing the Athletics, and that's before they're playing the Mets. Hey, what, Brandon, what series are you looking forward to? Nationals, Athletics, let's ride, people. <laughs> uh, no, I know he's Dodgers, a, I Mets. Know- I know we said that the Marlins at Athletics might be the least attended baseball game of the entire year, but I, I got to be honest. Nationals Athletics has got to be getting close. The only difference is the Nationals fans will show they up have more some, than they the have Athletics some fans. fans yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah it's got to be Dodgers Mets. I think that's it's got to be Dodgers Mets. No, yeah. I don't think there's really even a, a close second. Phillies Giants will be okay. Yeah, yeah. Giants are out of Giants it. Giants are kind of not the other. Yeah. So. No, it's Mets Dodgers. So. Already a close one, game one. So we'll see how the series pans out. Mets can't let them get their ass creamed. So. <laughs> Hey, if you're looking for a clip to pull out of context, make sure it's that one. You don't even notice that I've said ass cream twice in this podcast. <laughs> no, I didn't. You didn't I just, notice it the I, first time. It really made me giggle this time. Brandon, yeah. that's our show. Tell the people where they can find you. You can follow me at Brando Grosso. Where can they follow you? Follow me at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the show at NL Feast on Twitter. We do our Feast fan questions over there. So come by, stop by, ask us a question. We will answer it on the show. Make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as well. Any reviews that are uh, inappropriate won't be read, but every other review will be, uh, so long as you're not the kid from the softball game, I think we'll oh, be fine. Oh, you better not find out we have a podcast. That'll be bad. <laughs> yeah, we'll get cyber bullied so fast, Brandon. Um, so leave us a five-star review over there. Shoot us an email, nlfeastpod at gmail.com if you'd rather get us into contact over there um yeah brandon i i think that's it i gotta pee drink too much seltzer anything else before we get out of here do a leap post malone chris towers the turkey from thanksgiving escalators <laughs> elevators come on the podcast we need you oh uh, yeah we can't wait to have our future guests we're really excited bye 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 <laughs>